the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome into another edition of Woods and Water South Carolina. Glad you joined us. This is our, uh, what would you call this show? Classic preview. 2020. 2020, yeah. Yeah. And it is the 50th anniversary of Bassmaster. The classic, yeah. The first classic was 50 years ago. Um, So, yeah, this is our classic preview, and we've got some good guests. We do. Who we got? We have the one and only Davey Height. From Bass Live. Yep. And we've got our South Carolina poster boy from Santee, which is Patrick Walters. Yep. Patrick's going to join us. So, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. It's... a lot of stuff going on. You're gonna have to have to buckle up because we're fixing to fly through the first and the fourth. <laughs> we'll we'll take our times with, with Davy and Patrick, but we got a lot of stuff to cover here. Otherwise, uh, starting off with today is Leap Day. It is February 29th. Every fourth year, we have a Leap Day. So, would you like some some useless information on Leap Day? <laughs> it's not useless. Useless yeah. information. But, you know, the, the modern calendar is 365 days, but the actual time it takes the Earth to orbit its star is slightly longer, roughly 365.2421 days, you know, which, okay, anyway, one, many ancient calendars had entire leap months. Wow. Yeah. Chinese, Hebrew, Buddhist calendars uh, are lunisolar, meaning their dates dictate indicate the position of the moon as well as the position of Earth relative to the sun. And so there's an 11-day gap there. They just stuck in a month. <laughs> Must have been nice. Intercalary months is what they were called. Uh, Julius Caesar introduced Leap Day with the help of the Egyptians. There you go. Something irked Caesar, the general turned consul turned dictator of Rome, who drastically altered the course of European history. In addition conquering Gaul and transforming Rome from a republic into an empire, Caesar reordered the Roman calendar, giving us a blueprint off of which much of the world still operates to this day. <laughs> okay. Uh, their math was a little off. By the 16th century, <laughs> scholars had noticed that time was slipping. Caesar's calculation that a year lasted 365.25 days was close, but still overestimated the solar year by 11 minutes. He was oh, way off. Don't I'm worry. sure that... I'm sure that bothered him. Of course, he's probably dead by this time anyway. Uh, leap day is often associated with marriage proposals and flipping gender roles. So curiously, um, traditions hold that in 5th century Ireland, St. Bridget lamented to St. Patrick that women were not allowed to propose marriage to men. So legend has it that St. Patrick designated the only day that does not occur annually, February 29th, as a day on which women would be allowed to propose to men. In some places, Leap Day thus became known as Bachelor's Day. Okay. And if a man rejected a woman's proposal, he owed her a debt of several pair of fine gloves. Okay. 
well. perhaps to hide the fact she did not have an engagement ring. Okay. <laughs> oh, my word. Dang. <laughs> People born on Leap Day are called Leaplings. Leaplings. <laughs> It, they are special. There are only about 5 million people in the whole world who are born on February 29th. Uh, so Leaplings technically only get to celebrate their birthdays once every four years. <laughs> what in the world? It's amazing things Google can find for you. <laughs> oh, my Leaplings. goodness. Leaplings. So there. And it just happens it falls on today. So we had to do something. I couldn't just, like, gloss over it. If it wasn't today, I'd have said, oh, yesterday was February 29th. Happy birthday. But since it's today, I had to go into a little more detail. So there's somewhat of your history lesson. Yeah, somewhat of your history lesson. (laughs) But more current history is the 50th anniversary of the Bassmaster Classic. And and we are headed to Gunner, we are headed to Birmingham to Lake Gunnersville. Yep. Uh, just gonna be a grand time. It, and like and it's only I don't know it's a little over five hours from the upstate. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is from Low Country, maybe five and a half because you'll hit twenty and go to Atlanta that way. But it's interstate. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't believe I just said that. It's interstate. He's you actually are, he's actually gotten better at driving upstate or driving upstate, driving no. interstates, y'all. No, actually, yes, he handled he no. handled seaweed very well. Yeah, that's because we were on a time we were running late already. Otherwise, but we'd have been on 176. It great. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> except for that traffic faults delay in Columbia, thanks to Google Maps. <laughs> anyway, back to the classic. It all, it all kicks off, well, for me, it'll kick off Wednesday night, uh, then media day is Thursday, but things for the spectators start Thursday night. Uh, 5 o'clock, uptown area of Birmingham from 5 to 9, they're going to have all sorts of stuff going on, live music, fireworks, kids' activities. Uh, then, Taylor, things shift on Friday. They do. Tell me what they do. No. They shift on Friday. Tell Where do things do start having computer. Friday? <clears throat> is not working. Oh, it is. Where is it? I'm missing right it. Right there. I'm missing it. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. My favorite part. You start the day off early with coffee and oh, food and a ton no, of fun. Oh, no. Coffee. Coffee. What's Hot the coffee. What's the schedule? Hot coffee. <laughs> Academy will be on site each day. Um, with special guests, giveaways, and photos. Um, you can take a demo ride and a Skeeter, Yamaha, Mercury, where, where they Nitro, at, though? and Triton boots. You skip right over where they were. That will be, it'll be, I don't see Takeoffs. It. Well, yeah. Didn't yeah. I say that? No, you didn't say yeah. that. Okay, never mind. Takeoffs, Lake Gunnersville. It is at Takeoff yeah. at Lake Gunnersville. Now, here's an interesting thing. Sunday is when we spring forward with daylight savings time. So that's going to throw a wrench into the time that you're there on Sunday, uh, how early you got to get up and all. So be aware of that, folks. If you're going to go out for Sunday's morning launch, you're going to have to factor in it's going to be an hour later. Oh, that sounds bad, but it is. It is? Yeah, you spring forward. Oh. I think I got it right. Anyway, okay, anyway, <laughs> back, back. take a demo ride. What else you got? It says you can wear Alabama or Auburn colors ooh, to win ooh. a prize. Uh, win a prize. Don't you still have your Alabama hat, Dad? I do. <laughs> and then Saturday, you'll have a free breakfast tailgate. Um, Sunday, Marshall County is inviting high school anglers um, from all around the southeast to come to the launch and stay for pro angler seminars. And that includes a breakfast after the launch. Um, you can RSVP there. 
Um, there's going to be music mascots and a ton of more fun. And then you, every afternoon, you go to the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Center for weigh-ins at Legacy Arena. Doors open at 3 mm-hmm. o'clock for credentialed Bass Life and Bass Nation members, 315 for the general public. And uh, you watch the anglers weigh in there, Lake Gunnersville Bass. And you can get yeah, you can get giveaways from bass sponsors. Um, and yeah, like you said, watch the anglers weigh yeah. in. And then the expo, one of the one of our favorite places to be, to see and be seen. Yes. Is the expo. It is. And they will actually this year they will be having Bass Live in the expo. Yeah, well it's happened there before, but yeah, Bass Live is going to oh. be there. But and then not Marzona. We can't go. We can't go. Yeah. Such, Ronnie Moore, yeah, the whole gang will be there. So, uh, but yeah, it's really, it, don't hesitate to hop in the car mm-hmm. and come to Birmingham for the 50th Bassmaster Classic. Legends such as Ray, Co- Ray Scott, Bob Cobb, Bob Murray, Rick Clinton, and Moore will be there. Uh, those are be in the bass booth. You can get your picture made with a trophy. Just all sorts of stuff. So, don't hesitate. Jump in the car. Come to Birmingham. We'll we, be there. We'll be there. If you see us, if anybody sees us and comes over, we'll find something to give you. Yep. We'll, we'll we'll dig around and find something we can. And our Mary Poppins bag. Yeah, we'll, like that. we'll we'll get something going here <laughs> and uh, give you something. But that that's uh that's this next week, which is pretty good. Oh, and then Military First Responders Day on Saturday. Show your ID and get some uh, stuff. Stuff. And all. Stuff and all. <laughs> You're doing about as bad as I, I know, am. I know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, the, um, yeah, gonna be a good uh, a good time, and uh, hope you'll find some time to get over there and and take it in. It's working on trying to get it back to Lake Hartwell again. <laughs> we'll see. And hey, let's let's ride this out with a little bit of the face of South Carolina tourism, Hootie. Hang on, we're going to have Davey Hyde on when we come back from this break. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. We are uh, doing a little classic <laughs> preview show today. We are. And we're going to be there. We and will. I mean, it's very. Yes. It's coming up really quick. It is coming Like this up week, folks. Quick. If you want to be in Birmingham, you better, you better get on the road. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, uh, it's, it's always fun to have Davey Hyde on, and we appreciate Davey taking a little bit of his time. And I, I won't ask you what lake you're on, Davey, but... Um, can, can, just tell us what they're biting. I want to get fishing so bad, and I just really want to know what they're what they're like right now. Well, it's uh, been really good the last hour, so uh, wasn't in any real big hurry. Had a few things I needed to do this morning, so I didn't get out here until about nine thirty, ten o'clock, and I was getting a bite or two here and there, but in the last hour or so, it's been uh, it's been really good. It's been really good. I've had. Probably six bites in the last hour, and, and all of them nice fish, you know, two and a half to about four and a half pounds. Wow. No great big ones, but, man, it's a lot a lot of fun, a lot of fun. <laughs> and a halfway oh, decent day considering all the rain we've had. Yeah, then, you know, the, the water is stained everywhere. Right. Uh, and when I say everywhere, from uh, uh, from classic waters all the way here to uh, Lake Hurry. <laughs> so it's, uh, 
got to adjust to that, but I like that. I, I like that. Nothing wrong with a little same water. You just have to kind of adjust with it. And once the fish get accustomed to it, it's not super fresh, then, then they'll bite, no doubt about it. Sure. Yeah, we uh, there was a high school tournament on Hartwell, and we went down Saturday afternoon for the weigh-in. And when you cross over those upper arms, man, I mean, it was, it was orange. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So to answer your question, Taylor, I am catching them on a DT6. A Demon DT6 is what uh, a lot of folks are catching them on throughout the country this time of year. Oh, wow. What's your color? Demon color. Demon yep. color. Okay, I missed that part. It's, yep, yep. Um you know, it's a it's a kind of a between a pink and a red, uh, but okay. it's a it's a great color for stain water, pre-spawn fish all over the country. It's a bait that that uh, was used um, to win a classic at Guntersville just a few years back, and I'm sure some guys will be throwing it there this year. You know, when when you when you have a a, re, a classic returning to another lake, uh, the same lake, and it was one on a certain bait, just like what you mentioned. Does that work against some of these guys that kind of in their head they say, oh, it worked last time, I'm going to go throw this? Is that something that will work out during practice, or some of those guys get stuck all the way to the tournament with that mindset? Well, you know, it's good to have knowledge of things that have worked in the past on certain lakes. But like I said, the DC-6 is no, no big secret. It works a lot of different lakes. It's all about finding the right areas and the right cover that the fish are using and you know, we've, we've had multiple classes right there at Hartwell, and, and it always seems to be one a different way, even though it'll be basically the same time of year. Uh, there'll be different conditions on the water, different water temperatures, clarity. Um, you know, the lake level has a lot to do with where those fish set up. So I'm sure Gunnersville will be a little different this year than when we were there in the past. Well, let's step back about four and a half months ago. You were inducted in the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame in Springfield, Missouri. Is are you still just kind of pinching yourself about being inducted and some of the people that are in there with you? Oh, absolutely, no doubt about it. I mean, I, <laughs> I dreamed as a as a child to be a professional bass angler, and I thought it was almost an unrealistic dream. But but you know, thank goodness that all worked out. But I never even dreamt of being the, in the Hall of Fame. That was something that you know was was so far. You know, I you know you should everyone should reach for the stars, but that was. You know, that was light, light years away from my, my wildest <laughs> dreams, and it's, it's just super, super uh, uh, humbling to be voted in by your peers and, and uh, hope that you did a few good things throughout your career in the sport. And it's just, you know, I, I said in my classic speech that, uh, like Lou Gehry, I felt like the luckiest man alive, no doubt about it. Well, it was it was fun to be there. I'm, I'm glad we made the trip. I Goodness gracious, there's so much to go do and see right there in Springfield. I mean, you got the, the wonders of wildlife, and there's some good restaurants around town. But that, I tell you, that that evening at the Hall of Fame, that was that was special. Really was. Yeah, it's a special place. You know, to be where the site, Springfield, where the first Bass Pro Shops uh, was many years ago, and now, like you said, with the wonders of the wildlife and museum, that sort of thing, it's just absolutely incredible. If you're ever in that area and you like the outdoors, you should make it a, a, a to-do, bucket list sort of thing, no doubt about it. That's cool. So going back to classic topic, right now the forecast is saying rain early in the week with highs around 60, like in the low 60s, and <clears throat> lows in the 40s. Now it could change, but going based off the forecast right now, where do you think the fish will be on Gunnersville? 
Well, I, I think a lot of those fish will be shallow because of the, the water clarity. Uh, you know, they've had a ton of rain there along the, the Tennessee River, and the, the water should should have good color to it. There'll be some areas that'll be clearer than others, but with that forecast, the highs being in the 60s, I've been paying attention to it just like you have, and uh, it, it's really setting up for those fish to be probably six to eight feet uh, and less, and a lot of those fish maybe even be caught three to three, four, maybe even five feet deep. And, you know, like I mentioned, a variety of baits, uh, crankbaits, centerbaits, jerkbaits, uh, vibrating jigs, uh, regular jigs, uh, just all those typical pre-spawn uh, type baits uh, with the, I, I really think that the, just the, the same water will make those fish be shallower than maybe they have been uh, in the past when we've been there that time of year. The great thing about this year, um, you know, a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, have been to Bassmaster Classics, especially with several of them being there at Hartwell. But the great thing about this year being the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of Bassmaster Classic and being at Gunnersville, being in Birmingham, which is, you know, it's what, five hours for us maybe to drive sure. there. Yeah. Yeah. It's close enough to make an easy trip out of it, and, and, and they're going to do some special things because it being the 50th year. I am really excited about it. Last year in Knoxville was absolutely incredible. It uh, was. The fans showed up, and I'm, I'm sure they are going to do the same thing, uh, even even bigger crowds if, if that's possible because it was absolutely incredible last year in Knoxville, and I'm looking forward to it, no doubt about it. Everyone in the fishing community uh, looks forward to, you know, it's, it's the greatest show on the bass trail, and, and no matter what level you fish at, to be able to go to a Bassmaster Classic is incredible. But really this is, being yeah. the 50th anniversary, being there in the state of Alabama, it's, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be great fish catching, no doubt about it, but then everything that goes on around that is, is going to be even better than ever. Yeah, I know, you know, on Thursday they've got uh, kind of like a little downtown kickoff party they're going to have. Uh, you know, booze, giveaways, prizes, live music, fireworks, uh, food vendors, kids' activities. I mean, it's going to be kind of a, a big deal for the 50th. Um, where are you going to be spending most of your time, Davey? Well, we're going to do the Bassmaster Live all all three days, uh, six and a half hours of coverage. So I'll be in the expo. We're going to set up me, uh, Mark Zona, Tommy Sanders, uh, Ronnie Moore, Suits. We're going to all be in the expo. Mercer will be around here and there, obviously doing the – uh, being there at takeoff and doing the weigh-in, but uh, Tommy and Zona and I'll be right there in the in the in the show, right in the middle of all the crowd, and uh, you know that's where I like to be at the classics, being around all all those people. It, it makes it, it makes it a little difficult to try to concentrate on fishing <laughs> and, and and do what we need to do when you got people all around you. But I, I love it. I mean, it's the Bassmaster Classic, and, and you in the live. I got to tell you, live by far is the best coverage of any bass tournament trail out there. It really is, yeah. I mean, y'all have y'all have nailed it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, that means a lot. I mean, when I stopped fishing the Bassmaster Elite Trail and uh, decided to do what I uh, am doing now, I, I really didn't want to, you know, sync it up. And uh, I, I felt an obligation to try to do things right and, and promote the fishermen because they're the stars of the show. And, sure. And that's what I try to do. You know, I, I've been on the on the other end of the line, so to speak, and um, I, I just want to do a good job because I, I owe so much back to the sport. That's true, but y'all y'all do a great job, and that and everybody I talk to thinks the same way. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. You've got some real hammers from Alabama, Scott Canterbury, being one of them. Yep. 
Who are your favorites? If you you've got about three minutes, who are your favorites and why? And you don't have to do five or ten. You can just do one or two. Well, I'm, first, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head with Scott Canterbury. He's very knowledgeable of Gunnersville. He's on a roll. He he won Angler of the Year last year. Right. Uh, we've had one tournament so far this year. He did well in it, and I I believe in momentum. No matter what you're doing, when you when you're making good decisions and feel good about yourself and the decisions that you're making, uh, things just just click and they roll. And and Scott Canterbury certainly got some of that. Um, I was talking to Tommy yesterday. We did a little podcast thing, and um, Chris Saldane, you can't forget about him. He's had several second-place finishes last year. He was yep. right in the, in the thick of things last year in the Bassmaster Classic. Uh, he almost he almost won, like, the Classic and about three or four mm. other tournaments. Yeah. So yep. he's definitely had a lot of momentum going in his favor. Uh, Clint Davis uh, knows Gunnersville well, a former Cup winner just, I guess, two years ago. Um, but then there's always that, you know, a sleeper, uh, you know, Paul Mueller uh, just a few years ago when we were there caught the largest five fish limit ever weighed in in a Bassmaster Classic. And I guess, I think he was representing the nation at the point. So not mm-hmm. a lot of folks knew who Paul Mueller was. Right. There again, you talk about momentum. Last mm-hmm. year, uh, he won his first Bassmaster Elite. He won the first one this year. So, and, and like I said, there's the guy that weighed in over 30 pounds in a Bassmaster Classic right there in Lake Gunnersville. So, those are just a few of the folks that I definitely would keep my eyes on. You know, and it's 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 interesting. You know, you got Canterbury came over from FLW. You got Mueller, who was the nation guy. The the guys coming into the Elite Series lap before last year have made their mark, and they are they are showing that they are they are the guys who are fishing now and making the name for themselves. Yep, that, no doubt, and, and I'm certainly not going to leave out my South Carolina boys, just a couple <laughs> of them, like young Patrick Walters and Brandon Cobb. Um, I mean, they are great fishermen. Everyone that has kept up with them through their careers um, knows that they are capable of winning anywhere and any time. So uh, those two are certainly two guys to, to keep an eye on. You know, I, I get the privilege to, to go to one official practice day right before the event starts uh, with who I think is going to be a big player. And, and normally by this time, I've already decided uh, who I uh, would hope to ride with. And I have not made that decision. <laughs> so there's, there's about five or six guys that, that I think uh, have a, a great chance to win. Not counting out the other 45. Sure, sure. Not at all, because like yeah. I said, you're going to have that sleeper. But those are some people that we've just talked about that you absolutely better keep your eyes on. Well, we are going to look forward to a great week in Gunnersville at the 50th Bassmaster Class. If you're out there listening, you need to make a day trip or, or come stay the night. Yep. Catch uh, live on the floor with Davey and Tommy and Ronnie, and, and we'll try not to distract you too much, Davey. How's that? <laughs> And welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina, and the Classic Preview, the 50th Bassmaster Classic. You'll be headed. I'm headed to Birmingham on Wednesday, Taylor. I'll be when you coming there over on Friday. On Friday. And this, should, this should be a regular thing. We should have Classic Previews every year. Well, we will. Well, we uh, have. You just haven't been around. Have? Yeah, you haven't been there. Uh, but we're eating up. We're eating up time here because <laughs> because uh, we're, we're talking to Patrick Walters, uh, you know, who made a 
I'm, I'm not going to say splash. He he made his mark on his freshman year on the Elite Series last year. We had one tournament this year. Patrick, you weighed in the largest bag of the tournament at Palatka on Sunday and kind of redeemed yourself from Saturday. And um, I want to talk a little bit about that, but, but thanks for taking time to uh, be on Woods and Water South Con again. Absolutely, Roger and Taylor. I'm really happy to be here with you guys. And Roger, I'm not going to lie, I like the new music. I was getting kind of pumped <laughs> up listening to that. Thank you. But uh, I'm really excited to be here. And one thing I like best is it's the classic preview. It's like the you classic said, preview. That's a good sign. If I'm in this conversation, we're going to the classic this That's year. exactly right. <laughs> and, uh, huh. but, uh, yeah, take us back. St. John's, I mean, you know, the first, it was, you know, two windy days got canceled. Uh, Saturday was not the best day, I don't think, for many people on the water. Uh, your, your fellow South Carolinian Brandon Cobb had a one fish for one pound, four ounces. You had about almost 10 pounds, not a little over nine and a half. And, uh, but t- talk about Saturday, uh, Sunday because you told me that you were running all the way to Dexter and that's about as far as you can go on the St. John's from Palatka. Well, to tell you the truth, I found an area south of Dexter in practice is on the second day of practice. It was uh, Mud Lake, I think it is the name of the lake. It's actually about 45 to 50 minutes south of Dexter. Oh it was goodness. about an hour and 50 minute run one way. And I found that the second day of practice and I could just see fish everywhere. They were just swimming around and I knew it was going to be a great area. So we had the one day of practice and then we had the off day and I mean I was chomping at the bit to get down there because <laughs> I knew the fish were in there. I was like had a couple bites in other places in the river and practice, sure. but practice really was not that good. So I knew if I could go down there and say catch 12 to 18 pounds, I was going to be okay. And with the first two days of the tournament getting canceled, we had that cold front really come through there. The temperatures dropped and the wind blew really, yes. really hard from, from the south and the southwest. And what that caused was the water to leave the river with the tide right. and almost like doubled the tide and the water couldn't come back in and up. So yep. that's what hurt a lot of people for the tournament was the water dropped out. And so the first day of the tournament, I actually did not go down there uh, with, we had extreme cold. I didn't think there was going to be enough water to get in the area. It was that shallow. The okay. whole area I found, it was probably about two feet of water mm. for five miles. Oh, wow. I, and I don't know what put them in the, that little pond that I found them in. Um, I guess it just was a couple degrees warmer or the bottom was a little bit harder. And day two, after catching nine, I actually had ten nine on day one. Okay, but I ten was nine. one minute late, and I had a pound penalty. That's right. So I did weigh a nine nine. Yes. But uh, day two, I said, man, I got to go for it. I need some redemption, you know. So I made the run down there. It was about an hour and 50 minutes. And I'm fishing through there, and the water's pretty dirty. I can't really see anything. And you can tell the water is a little bit lower. And I'm like, man, I just made this run down here, and I'm not even going to catch a fish. Oh wow! And I fished in there for probably 25 or 30 minutes and didn't get a didn't get a bite, and I was instantly like, I was like that feeling, thinking it's like I'm not going to catch them. Right. I kicked the trolling motor up on 10, and right when I did that, I bombed a weightless fluke out next to a patch of pennywort grass, and I kicked the trolling motor on high to go do a quick scan for beds. Okay. Where I was going to do a quick little loop, and then I was leaving. And when that fluke hit the water, I'm telling you, it was like a cinder block. Just <laughs> <laughs> huge explosion. And I caught my biggest fish that day. It was a 715. Oh, and right when I caught that fish, I said, okay, it was worth it. I don't know if I'll catch another one, but it was worth the run because I got a big one. And I turned that trolling motor down a little bit. Right. And uh, it 
something. It was a magical about an hour and 15 minutes. I really don't, don't know what happened. Um, I'm thinking the wind started blowing in there and the fish started to flood this area. You, I couldn't huh. see them with my eyes. Right. But there was ospreys started to circle. There were, there was four of them that were circling this little pond and they started diving. Oh yeah. And I oh, saw them wow. carry out four 12 inch bass. Like they were diving <laughs> on bass. And I, just, I mean, they world. were like seagulls. Not needlefish or anything else. Bass. Not needlefish. I saw them grab a shad one time. Okay. But they were, I've never seen them. And it was, there was no life or anything at all. And then in that one hour, it was like all the elements combined. And then the birds were diving. And I caught that 22 pounds flipping a three quarter ounce weight into penny, penny warp. Um, I fished through there, didn't get a bite. And I was turning around and all that happened. And it was right when you went through the mat, you knew. He was going to be on the other end of <laughs> And after that one hour, it was it was done. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. I fished in it for about another 45 minutes, didn't get another bite. And I was like, time to take it to the hill. It was it was a weird hour. I don't know. I mean, yeah. after the, the fish stopped biting, the birds left, it calmed down. And I was like, I guess that's time for me to leave. Yeah. Wow. Hour and how long now? It was about an hour and 15 minutes, but the run down there was an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. I I, I saw you. You passed me one uh, Sunday morning. You passed me going down the river. <laughs> with like two, I was heading down. Two feet of the boat in the water. Just I mean, it was like <laughs> half the live well and the motor in the water. <laughs> I'm telling you, the fastest thing between two points is a straight line and i was cutting that river i had to you were we only had we had that short day on that's Monday. it short day I on knew, monday we had to be in at 145 and yep. i felt like my best chance to win was to go back down there because i knew i only needed an hour um that hour didn't happen we lost a little more water in there but hey you don't know if you don't try that's, that's right that's right that's fishing well going from st john's to gunnersville for the classic now right now the forecast is saying she asked davy the yeah, same question so. i did but I'm going to ask your opinion. So the rain, there's going to be rain early in the week. Highs in the low 60s, lows mm-hmm. in the high 40s. Low 40s. Or low 40s. But here's my question. Where do you think the fish are going to be with that kind of weather being forecast? Now, it could change, but from right now going based off the forecast, where do you think they're going to be? Um, I always believe there's fish on the bank. I am a bank beater coming from Santee, but in my opinion, the lake is down about a foot and a half right now. Okay. Um, we have a lot of rain all week. I think the water is going to rise a little bit, and okay. so it is going to push them to the bank, and it's going to be a warm rain. It's going to be a lot of warm temperatures. There's going to be a lot of fish that push up shallow, but I think the tournament-winning fish are going to be in that four to seven foot of water. Um, not the 10 foot, not the one to two foot. There's going to be fish in both of those columns. Sure. But the winning fish are going to be in there because uh, with all that rain, the water is going to rise and I think the fish will follow it. Okay. But what I'm looking at is what is the water level going to do? You know, fish don't really like to spawn until all the conditions and the variables are perfect. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they'll get close to those spawning areas and then they're just going to pull back a little bit. So I'm going in with the intentions that the water is going to rise, but they are going to pull it back a little bit. So I'm thinking four to seven foot staging areas um, in the mouth of pockets, secondary points, that kind of stuff where they want to be shallow, but they're still hesitant. It's still early. Do you have, I mean, I'm, I can't, I'm thinking back. I'm sure you've been on Gunnersville fishing before. Have you ever been down there this time of the year? 
One time, I think sophomore year in high school, I oh my took my goodness. spring break, dad and I. I know that was throwing it back. Um, <laughs> and we went there for my spring break, and we went to Gunnersville, and man, it was cold. We didn't catch much fish. Yeah. But that was the only time I've been to Gunnersville in March. Other than that, I've been there in May a couple times, and in June, and then I think in the fall a couple times. Love the lake. I've been there a good bit of time. I'm excited. Um, I love Santee. I love pre spawn fishing in sure. general. I feel like it's going to set up the same. It's just big fish, grass, staging. I think there's going to be some hooks at. Absolutely. Speaking of, you're coming to Santee. Take a minute, though. I don't, I don't want to jinx you here, so just real short. Are you looking forward to that tournament being in your backyard, or are you kind of a little apprehensive about the home field advantage thing? Roger, I might have to go with a little bit of both on that one, just because I absolutely love coming to Santee Cooper, coming to Clarendon County, being on the lake, my home body of water. Really looking forward to this one more than anything. But how I'm looking at it is I do get to sleep in my own bed, which is a great thing. But I'm not <laughs> going to go into it with any local sure. advantage of history-wise. I'm going to kind of forget the past. I am going to use my past and the history of certain locations, you know, but not don't let that burn me. Because in the past, in some of the tournaments, I've fished history a lot. Yeah. But I'm a big advocate in fishing new water or letting the fish do the talking, really finding the fishing areas and don't get so set on one pattern um, where I want to find them an area and just stay with the fish and follow them and kind of let my local knowledge be like, well, if they're here, you know, they need to be going there. Or this is where they're going to move up or go back to and not saying I need to go hit these 27 trees all day today. <laughs> I don't catch any trees. I'm not going to catch them because I have done that and I have ran those 27 trees and not caught them. So, Absolutely. A little bit of both on that one. I got gotcha. you. Well, look, we do not. Uh, we got about thirty seconds left. We don't want to see you on the show floor at all in Gunnersville, right? <laughs> That's the plan. I only want to see y'all Sunday night. That's right. <laughs> Sunday night when uh, you're walking the stage oh, in the yeah. top one or two, right? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. The plan. We're going at number one. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Patrick, thanks much, bud. Uh, safe travels over there. Good practice, and we will see you at the fiftieth Classic in Birmingham, and I'll let Gunnersville next weekend. Yes, thank you. Actually, Roger and Taylor, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Take care of yourself. <laughs> yes, sir. Y'all too. Bye-bye. This one, Taylor. I I know this song. <laughs> you know I all my songs. I know. I sadly. It's the benefit of growing up in the passenger seat of my car. Are you sure it's a benefit? Yeah, I think it is. I still can't hear out of my right ear. That's yeah, okay. You scream in both my ears, so I can't hear out of both of them anymore. It's just payback. It is payback. What a great what a great couple of guests. Davey's just I know. so good, and I he, I hated that that segment ended like that, but. He just got wound up again, and I hated to cut him off, so I just let the computer cut him off. <laughs> just got wound <laughs> just up. Just got wound up. I mean, he was going down, and all of a sudden, he just, boom, there he goes again. <laughs> and then Patrick, I, I'd, I'd love to see Patrick up on that stage on Sunday in some some way or another. I don't want to see any of our guys um, 
in the expo Sunday. Going back to Davey talking, I think I could sit and listen to Davey talk all day. That's and that's what make live makes live so so much fun to watch and to listen to is is you got a good mix. Yeah. But Davey being right here in South Carolina, just I think that's part of it. Hometown hometown pride for a guy like that. Exactly. Uh, okay, it's time for the calendar of events. Brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing Event Center. Why don't you kick us off with yours? Oh, I got a good one for y'all. Uh-oh. So. February 29th. This is all, this is a foodie thing here. It's a foodie and it's Uh-oh. for all you live PD oh lovers. Which, if you do not know, the Mets family's movie night is every Friday and Saturday. Saturday night. From 9 hours, to 12. 9 to 12. <laughs> Yelling at TV to tase them. Or yeah, shoot tase them. them. Yep. Where's the car chase when you need one? Exactly. Does everybody smoke marijuana except for us? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but Saturday, February 29th, um, from 1 to 5 p.m., that's at the Coop, which is Key Road in Columbia. Um, it's the Richland, Richland County Sheriff's Foundation third annual Shuckin' for the Law and Pig Picking. This is where the food comes in. It's got steamed oysters, like I said, pig picking with all the sides and fixings. Um, tickets are all you can eat. So that will include your food, your shucking supplies, drinks, and live entertainment. Um, but this is where Live PD comes Ow. in. There will be live PD stars there, and they'll be auctioning off a ride along with them. Um, you can also get live PD calendars and T-shirts, and there will be a silent auction. But there are a limited no- number of tickets available. Um, they will be selling them out the door, but tickets are forty dollars. So, it, I really want. Really I know you really go. want to go to this. Really want to go. When is that? That's today. February 29th. Yeah. Guess what? What? Not gonna make Not, it. No. <laughs> I hope if y'all, if if y'all, y'all are, are there, anywhere around, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should go. Have at it. Um, and that was a last minute, but that was just too good to pass up. It was. Uh, Hope Remains Ranch, first annual benefit sporting clays eight flurry shoot. Join us Friday, March thirteenth, twenty twenty, at the Spartanburg Gun Club for our first annual sporting clay and flurry shoot. All proceeds earned will be used to support Hope Remains Ranch and the day to day operation of the ranch as we serve hunting. Hurting children, families, and adults in the upstate. Uh, schedule 8 a.m. is registration. Biscuits, safety briefing. I guess that all goes together. 9 to 11.30 is the sporting clay course and flurry shoot. 11.30 to 1 is lunch. 1 to 2 awards and recognition. 2 p.m. prizes and door drawings. You can find more of this at hoperemains.org. Next up, we've got on March 12th through the 14th, actually, is the Whitetail Weekend in Athens, Georgia, um, this will include hands-on seminars, and it looks like you got some food. Quality uh, deer management. Yeah, they have a yep. wild game dinner. Yep. So it ought do. to be good. And that's right over the road, right over the line there in Bogart, Georgia. And they've got additional, what, well, I'm not I'm sure how many acres they've got over there now, but they're going to do a lot of field stuff, I've heard. Uh, for those of you who are interested in quail management, uh, Thursday, March 12th, and Friday, March 13th, is the annual South Carolina Department of Natural Resources Web Wildlife Center Quail Management Seminar. Uh, seminar is designed for landowners and land managers interested in improving their skills in managing habitat for native populations of quail. Seminars will include habitat man- manipulation, uh, presentations on wild quail management, uh, field trips to the Web Center, so you can see it in practice, guest speakers from the South Carolina Forestry Commission and Natural Resources Conservation Service, uh, some research data from Tall Timbers, and um, some continuing forestry education credits. Evening activities, uh, it's $85 a person, which includes overnights, 
And I think there's some food in there too. Meals and somebody, yeah. So anyway, um, there might be a, uh, a spot or two open. Try the DNR website and see if you can still fit it in. If not, mark it down your calendars for next year. March 13th, the fourth annual Clays for CAFLs, um, will be hosting a shooting day at Palmetto Shooting Club. Palmetto Shooting Complex in Edgeville, South Carolina. I'm sorry. You haven't y'all. recovered from the Bassmaster Classic I schedule, have you? I haven't. You? <laughs> I haven't. My, my brain's still figuring out where I'm going to be and when there. Um, but registration will be available. Um, actually, started in January. So make plans to join them. What you got done? But I got something I can't read here. Swamp Fox <laughs> Adventure Race, March 14th, uh, the Francis Marion National Forest. Uh, I'm serious. This this I can't read this stuff. We need to vote to see who can get Roger you get Metz glasses. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a a 55 to 60 mile race for teams or solo. Uh, the objective the objective of the Palmetto Swamp Fox Adventure Race is to challenge yourself and your team against the elements of the wild playing field. Of the Francis Marion Forest. You see it Thank now. Thank you for the light there, sweetheart. You're welcome. The, the Palmetto Swamp Fox Adventure Race will be held in the Francis Marion National Forest, <laughs> north of Charleston. Races will travel across land, swamp, and water, seldom visited by man since the elusive swamp fox himself, Francis Marion. Who, his statue has a, has a <laughs> red nest, tail hawk, red tail hawk nest. nest between his feet. Uh, it's uh, approximately 15, 60 miles with a finishing time between 10 and 12 hours. So you better be in shape for this. So you can find out more at uh, Swamp Fox Adventure Race. <clears throat> cool. Can do adventures. There's nothing, no such thing as can't. <laughs> March 14th, on Lake Hartwell at Green Pond Landing, the Crescent High School Athletic Spring Classic will be held um, from Safe Light until 3 p.m. Um, there's a $100 entry fee um, per team. You've got a 10 big fish, um, which is optional, $10 big fish, optional. Um, entry fees must be paid by March 7th. Um, the entries that, if you have an entry that going into that morning of the tournament, that will be $125. Um, paying in one to 10 places, um, 40% of those, what are you doing? Nothing. Oh, 40% goes to Crescent Athletics. Very so. good. That was a long calendar. That was a long one. And just a few things to get you started. There's a lot more out there. Goodness, we can't get to it all. But that's somewhere for you guys to start looking for something that will get you outside. All right? You got something for us here in the end? I do. I have something back here. We're going to hop back to deer season. Hop back to deer season. Um, For those of you lucky enough to, or, or I won't say lucky enough, skilled enough to match wits with a wily South Carolina buck. Yes. Yes. Um. DNR released that they will be holding 12 sessions of antler scoring um, in March around the state. Um, and this will be through the Palmetto Sportsman Classic. Um, they'll have three days at the Classic in Columbia. Um, this, if you don't know what scoring sessions are, they're determined um, if bucks are big enough to be included in South Carolina's all-time antler records list. Um, minimum scores for the book are one are 125 points for typical antlers and 145 points for non-typical antlers. Um, 
They're scored according to the Boone and Crockett Club system. And if you don't know what the Boone and Crockett Club system is, go look it up and tell me who founded it. And who founded it, Dad? You wrote a report on him. I did. And his name is? Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. Yep. Yes. Um, last season's scoring session added 232 bucks to the record book. Um, if you want to participate in these sessions, you need to provide documentation, including the date and county of the kill, um, and assign a fair chase statement. Um, antlers and velvet are those that are broken or paired or separated from the skull cannot be measured. Um, the list of antler scoring sessions will be Quickly. at Wilson's Taxidermy, Sportsman's Warehouse in Columbia, Cabela's in Greenville, Sportsman's Warehouse in Anderson, um, Price County Country Store, Durham's Grocery in Pickens, Dennis Wildlife Center, and I have no clue where that is. What? Can you? Bono. T- Bono. Bono. And then Hunter's Headquarters in Greenwood Academy Sports in Easley and SE State Fairgrounds in Columbia. And that spans what dates? Spans from the March 1st of March to the 22nd through the 24th. And where can they find all this information at? They can find all this information at, you can go online to DNR or find this article on Carolina Sportsman's um, and find the story and you can get more information. My biggest deer missed the state record book by three points. Ah, oh, dang, Dad. Come on. One antler was three and a half inches short, about three inches short, and then had a couple more. But it was almost perfectly symmetrical except for that one antler. I don't <laughs> know what it, it wasn't the brow tines that was the next one up. <laughs> so, oh, well. That's oh, probably well. as close as I'll ever get to the record book. You never know. No, no, I We could have do. some crazy seasons. Yeah, we could. <laughs> you have to be in the woods more. Than what I am to uh, yeah. have a good season. You know, one of the things I'm looking forward to at the classic what more than anything else. What are you looking forward to? Falcon boats. Falcon boats is going to be there at the classic, and they are rolling out a brand new boat. And they're on Facebook, on social media, they're rolling out a piece of the puzzle every day. It's going to be interesting Ooh. to see. It looks like one of them had a radio in it. Oh, 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 yeah, radio. We're turning bass boats into pontoon boats now, huh? Ah, uh, there's nothing wrong with the little tunes while you're out there fishing. Oh, okay, but who used to get mad at me for wanting to play music on the flats, but when we were flat fishing in well, Charleston? Well, let's, let's put it this way. Redfish on the flats in Charleston is a whole lot more spooky than a uh-huh. largemouth bass in Lake Murray. Uh-huh. <laughs> Depends on where you're fishing, though. Not really. Not really. So... Don't argue with me on this. I know what I'm talking about. I can I can argue as much as I want to. <laughs> and you do regularly. I do, and I quite enjoy it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> anyway, folks. We have too much fun. See what I have to work with here. You have to. You have. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. But anyway, hey, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, hope we'll see you out at some of these events around the state. Hope maybe we'll see you at the uh, classic coming up here in Birmingham. And if we don't, we'll catch you back here at home. We will. Thanks for being here. Of course. And as always, folks, make time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Or like the if you need to take the interstate, no, you can take the, no, interstate, can't take the interstate. But just take in the outdoors at some and point. don't forget that camera. We'll see you back here with more Woods and Water South Carolina next week. Keep from behind, I'm gone,